The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, hosted by Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Dr. Relly Nadler. I'm Allison Childs with the Center for Creative Leadership. Kathy and Riley have helped thousands of people like you become better performers, managers, and leaders with their unique approaches to coaching. Dr. Riley Nadler is a master-level certified executive coach with International Coaching Federation, a psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer. Dr. Nadler brings his expertise and emotional intelligence to all his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. Dr. Nadler's Leader's Playbook provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers. For more information and free tools by Nellie Nadler, go to www.truenorthleadership.com. New York Times bestselling author Kathy Greenberg wins hearts and minds around the world with her internationally acclaimed books on the new science of happiness, including what happy companies know and what happy working mothers know. Kathy is available for a variety of consulting and coaching programs where you can learn to apply her unique happiness equals profit business formula. For more information on Kathy's coaching, tools, consulting, and keynote speaking, go to www.h2cleadership.com or www.whathappyworkingmothersknow.com for free tips and downloads. Thank you, Allison. And today's show, we want to welcome everybody and wish you a happy new year. This is Leadership Lessons. Uh, Kathy and I are going to take the opportunity to talk about some of our coaching programs, new innovations from positive psychology, emotional and social intelligence uh, concerns, issues, tips, and then we're going to discuss our coaching practices and plans for these uh, new shows for the year 2010. You know, Kathy and I, we always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders. And Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Relly, and Happy New Year to everyone, and thank you to Allison Childs of the Center for Creative Leadership for that wonderful introduction. So we know as, as leaders um, that the leader is the heartbeat of the organization. Most leaders underestimate just how much influence they have over others, and thus they and their teams underperform. Doing just a few things differently, like we like to talk about in all these shows, can drastically improve your performance for yourself and for your organization. And maybe, Kathy, you can let us know what are some of the things that we're going to talk about in the show, and then we'll move on. I would love to do that. You know, we have been on the air now. This is our third year, and we love talking about what makes the heartbeat of any organization absolutely the best it can be. And we know that leaders are that very heartbeat. 
And you are going to learn so much this year from Rally and I and the many wonderful guests that we have to share their insights with you. You know, most leaders will underestimate how much they can influence others. And as you know, as a result of that, they can underperform. But as Relly has said, doing a few things, just small things differently, can really have a big improvement on your performance and your organization. And that's what we're all about. So in each and every show, Relly and I are going to spend some time with a gifted leader or an authority on leadership or someone who has a perspective to share with you who can help you develop yourself as a leader and others in your organization as well. We're going to talk to you about what happy companies know about performance and the science of emotional intelligence and positive psychology that can help you improve every day doing small things differently. We'll talk about brain and neuroscience contributions to top performers. And as you know, both Raleigh and I have attended the neuroleadership conferences, which are going on globally, and we'll talk about what are the takeaways from those programs. We're going to also help you understand the importance of both generation and gender differences, which will impact how you see leaders and how leaders see you. And we're always going to talk about work-life balance practices to make your life happier, better, and more robust so that you can practice your best leadership. We'll always include something about strategies for managing those around you, including your boss, and self-management tools to be your best. And, Relly, maybe you can tell our audience about why we feel leadership development is such an important science. Well, thanks, Kathy. Uh, we talk about leadership and leaders on leadership development news here because we know from some of the evidence base that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And like Kathy and I like to say, the leader is the emotional thermostat for their team. So if the leader is uh, irritated, stressed out, short, often their team is exactly like that way. But if the leader is calm, cool, collected, you know, able to self-manage themselves in all situations, their team models that because emotions are contagious. And one of the keys to being a star performer, and we define that, is someone in the top 10%. So all the tips that we're going to give you are to help you and your team to get people into the top 10%. And why is that such a uh, tipping point? Well, we know if leaders are in the top 10%, they're twice as productive to the revenue as a leader in the 89th through the 11th percentile. So getting someone into the top 10% makes a big, big difference. And as a, mover, as a leader moves up in the organization, they move up in the corporate ladder, most of all their success factors are around the concepts of emotional intelligence when compared to how smart they are or their technical expertise. So this emotional intelligence aspects that we're going to talk about are very important. And we also know that coaching, both Kathy and I are certified coaches, can really add to the productivity. Training is important. Most organizations have training, and we know training alone can get a bump in productivity about 22%. But if you add coaching to training, the research shows that you have about an 88% improvement in productivity. And like Kathy said, a couple of micro initiatives can create macro impacts, a few little things that you can do. And we also know that you can increase your performance as much as 77% 
while increasing life and professional satisfaction by as much as 50% by bringing coaching into your organization. As Allison said, if you want some more information about Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership.com for her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching services. And if you want some more information about me, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com for emotional intelligence books, free EI assessments, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching boot camps. And Kathy, I'm excited that you and I get a chance to just interview each other about some of the great things. Most of the time we don't have, we add to what some of our key leadership gurus talk about, but this is a great opportunity for us to kick off uh, 2010. So let me you know, start off with you, Kathy. What we typically ask most of our gurus are who are some of the key people who have influenced you in your thinking and in your leadership career? That's a really hard one for me to just pinpoint and say, oh, you know, these three people or, oh, this person or, you know, this person was the most instrumental. And um, I'm sure you're going to think about this while I'm answering the question because I'm going to ask you the same question. And I would ask everyone who's listening the same question. Who have been the most influential people and thinkers in your life and career, and how have they shaped your thinking about your work? So as you think about that question, I will, I will give this a go, um, and uh, maybe later in the show if anything sparks me as something I've missed, I may come back and correct myself. Okay. But, um, you know, most people will say that their parents had some very strong influence on them, and I have to say both of my parents uh, truly did. Uh, My father was an actor. He was a master of ceremonies, both on radio and television, and um, he was just a magnificent person, uh, very well-rounded, I guess in your world, emotionally intelligent, um, and was able to captivate audiences with his voice, his words, his language, and his actions. He could speak to a 1,000 people, as though they were just uh, intimate friends, as well as he could talk to one person. And I always remember uh, being in the radio or the TV studio with him and watching him do that. Uh, my mother was a dancer uh, and uh, a, um, a fantastic uh, dancer, I might add. And um, she, too, had that gift of grace and uh, finesse that allowed people to communicate with her on many different levels. And although my mother was not formally educated, she barely finished high school. Um, she was truly a gifted person in many leadership capacities. Um, as I went through my career and I look back on my formal training, I believe in my heart the person who's had the most influence on me is a gentleman many of our listeners may know, and that is Warren Bennis. Um, he took me under his wing as a young um, academic and uh, a young, uh, I want to say, leader at um, uh, Accenture where I was a partner and taught me so much about leadership, and um, that was then evolved by many, many people, including Francis Hesselbein and, um, and many others in the leadership industry. So I've been very lucky in my life to have been shaped by many wonderful thinkers and leaders. Great, Kathy. Well, I know you and I have talked about this uh, before, and I imagine just watching your, your dad in the studio, that had to be really be profound just as far as, you know, seeing him uh, Absolutely. with the spotlight on. And now I think your father also had uh, a profound influence on, yeah, on you. Is, yeah. that, is that correct, Kelly? Yeah, and I would agree. My, my father and mother, I think uh, my father was a uh, businessman, just passed away uh, last May. 
and really enjoyed <clears throat> being an American businessman and innovator. He was a uh, manufacturer, had a, a plant about 200 employees, and each year had to come up with some new designs for shoes. He was a shoe manufacturer and just saw the trials and tribulations you know, of him coming up with new designs and dealing with competition from Japanese and Italian. But I think a couple of the key things that I got from him <clears throat> One is he was very, very calm, had a lot of stress as a business owner. Um, at one time had something like 25 lawsuits and uh, had to deal with all those, but dealt with them in a very, very calm way. And one of his old adages many of us have all heard is, plan your work, work your plan. Plan your work, work your plan. So that got ingrained in my head. That's amazing. Hear, it's, um, it's interesting I, to hear you talk about him, and um, I know we're going to hear more. We're going to be right back. This is Leadership Development News, and we're having a conversation with two hosts. Take care. Come right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one -one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. You're talking to Relly Nadler and Kathy Greenberg, and we're talking about leadership lessons in the new year. Relly, we were talking about who have been the most influential people and thinkers in your life and in your career, and you started off talking a little bit about your dad, who was a manufacturer of shoes. Um, let's pick up on that and talk a little bit about your career. Well, great. Thanks, Kathy. Uh, and the reason I think why we ask folks this question, and, and Kathy, I've asked people in almost all the trainings I do, you know, about their best boss and who's been someone that's influenced them, and why I think this is so important for our listeners to hear, most uh, star performers use some of the exact same practices that their best boss or whoever is most influential on them. So it's this, what we would call this leadership legacy, whatever seemed to work around your best bosses, that's something that you move forward with. So for our listeners, are they someone's best boss? And if so, that may uh, be a legacy that continues throughout. So I mentioned my father, another uh, person early in my career. Uh, I'd gotten a master's before my doctorate, and it was really kind of a, an emotional intelligence um, program. It was called Confluent Education, and there was a person named Dr. George Brown. I was the youngest person in the program at that time. Point. And he was a, quite a mentor, very empowering for me. And the confluence was where thinking and feeling came together. So this was in the uh, early 70s, and it was a great opportunity to see how do we learn. And, when, and the whole focus was really more on the affect. We are all learned through thinking. And so that emphasis was on learning about yourself, learning about your patterns, uh, learning around human relations. And for, for me, he was very uh, empowering. Early on when I did my master's, he just said, look, you've you got a lot going for you. Figure it out. Give me your hand. And because I had some questions and some doubts, and he, he, I put my hand out, and he gave me his seal of approval on, on my hand. And just <laughs> as a symbol, he said, look, you have my approval. Whatever you don't know, you'll figure out. And as a young, you know, early 20-year-old, that was very important. Wow, that's a folks, defining moment. Yeah, that was one of these defining moments. I think just from more from reading, Peter Senge in the Fifth Discipline uh, was very influential, and then obviously Dan Goleman with all the the books on emotional intelligence. You know, so uh, my early training in the '70s, and then almost recycled back to emotional intelligence, saying, "Oh, this is what I learned in the '70s in my master's program." Outstanding. So we're going to um, kind of ask each other some of these next questions. So tell me a little bit, Kathy, about some of the work that you're doing today, just so our audience can know and, and can kind of get your frame of reference. You know, this is um, an interesting question for me because I have spent the last year on a book tour, and that has really uh, precluded my doing the kind of work that I love to do, 
which is to help others increase their performance and find professional satisfaction through the work that they do in the roles that they have and understanding how important it is to create a coach network to help them do that. So this past year, really, has been um, a real stretch for me. It's been a lot of media work, uh, a lot of television and radio interviews, and a lot of um, really focusing on what the public wants to know about the science of happiness. And um, as a result of that, I, I do have two upcoming engagements. Um, one is with a, a global pharmaceutical company who would like me to come and talk to them about the science of happiness and how they can improve their, uh, their numbers uh, and increase their professional uh, satisfaction with the science of happiness. And uh, another organization is uh, a banking organization who'd like me to come and help stimulate and motivate the thinking of their, if you will, kind of neighborhood clients uh, to get them to think more about what they can do as a community uh, to engage the hearts and minds of everyone uh, in their businesses to think about ways that they can leverage the science of happiness. So it's been a little bit of a different, um, if you will, kind of client network than I'm used to having. Right. And for those who are listening, um, I'd like you to also think about what kind of work you've been doing and what kind of work you'd like to be doing that may take you in a different direction in 2010. And while you're thinking about that, Raleigh, I'm going to turn the question back to you and ask you to tell us about the kind of working clients you've okay. been working with. Well, uh, similar to you, and I, and I was going to almost ask, ask you this question, or is, is this as a consultant that you're in there or as a coach or as a combination? Uh, and then I'll follow up on, on my engagements, those two. Oh, Okay. Sure. Well, um, in the, these two particular instances, um, I would be a speaker, a keynote okay. speaker coming in, and then based on that, we will probably evolve into a coaching program. But it's interesting, as many people who are uh, professionals know, you create a client environment or a client relationship through small steps, and um, essentially you, you really have to work on having a message that resonates with your audience, and then being able to find touchstones that could lead to opportunities, as you just described, which we might call coaching. Um, and uh, it's so important for us to realize that when we're doing the kind of work that we do with organizations, a lot of it is consulting on a subject of interest to them that leads to a better and higher performing workforce. And I know that you're going to talk a little bit about that in your kind of work and the kind of clients you do. Great. Well, so um, <clears throat> one thing, Kathy, I think uh, how people end up uh, engaging with me is one is through uh, either emotional intelligence, like the science of happiness for you. I have a book, the Leaders Playbook. Uh, often it's from a speaking engagement. Often someone calls up and and is interested in integrating emotional intelligence into their leadership programs. I have a couple programs coming up, speak engagements with some healthcare companies, working with uh, doctors, physicians, nurses, uh, all levels, and uh, they're kicking off a leadership program and they want to have this aspect of emotional intelligence be a part of that. But I think uh, where I'm most excited about is where I'm 
a part of the organization. I have a, a couple organizations now where I'm involved doing leadership training with the top uh, executives and then also doing executive coaching. And so I feel like I have you know, my best influences where an organization engages me, this, uh, these two that I'm thinking of, one's a healthcare company, one's more of an ag company. Um, they're a year to two year um, programs where then I really get to know the players, know the strategies, know um, how having the key leaders can help them with some of the initiatives uh, that they're all doing. So those are and the that, places that, that I feel. Yeah, that's so important because um, I think you just said something that's really important for our audience to hear, and that is even in their work that they understand that it's influencing people's thinking by understanding them and getting to know the players, right? Isn't that important? Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Me, yeah, that, that's the key. And I think um, the <clears throat> fact that you can spend a year or two with an organization is so helpful. Uh, in, in my experience, uh, that really opens up the opportunity for creating uh, true performance increases. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Oh, definitely, and I, and I think uh, you and I agree on this. But even some of the research, you know, from the Blanchard organization, when they've done some of their research with about you know over two thousand managers, one of the key issues was developing bench strengths. And so I think that's another way of saying what you and I are both doing, probably in different views that we take, um, but really developing bench strength because that's kind of the key issue in many organizations: is how do they have the next level leaders? as some of the baby boomers uh, you know, start retiring. Yeah, and I know that many of us, as we look at 2010, look at the, I want to say, the audience that we are working with, and many of our listeners are probably going to chuckle when they hear this one, but you look around you, and the youth is unbelievable. It's, uh, it's an unbelievably youthful organizational face that we see and that is changing quickly, don't you agree? Well, yeah. And I think from some of the organizations that, that I've been in, involved in, you know, from <clears throat> some of the entertainment uh, organizations that you're familiar with, Comcast, uh, DreamWorks, Animation, some of the uh, startups, in, um, it is a, a very interesting and different workplace when you're dealing with the 20s and 30-year-olds, and especially then for some of the uh, Generation X and baby boomers having to manage those folks, or the other way around, that some of the millennials and Gen X are managing some of the baby boomers. So it really does come down to <clears throat> people and, and how well do you understand yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and how well do you understand others and help them and develop their strengths more. Now, as our audience is, is thinking about this, I have another question for you. And um, I, would, I would love for our audience to think about this as well. And I'm sure many different ideas are going to come to mind for both you and the, and the listening audience. But what are some of the common issues that you see in the workplace today that you try to address uh, when you are, are looking at a particular kind of work to do with a client. So what are some of the common issues you see in the workplaces that you get to to visit? All right. Thanks, Kathy. Well, so the one that I, I, I talked about that's very common is the bench strength. So I think that's common. But then also I'm sure you've seen this, Kathy, as our listeners have seen this. I think in almost every organization there's been two key things 
that stand out. <clears throat> that's a, a generalization. And I, I hear our music here, so why don't I save those two key things? You're yeah, keep listening us in to, suspense. Uh, leadership <laughs> Development News. This is Dr. Kathy Beamberg, Dr. Relly Nadler. We're talking about leadership lessons, things that you can bring home to your organization in 2010. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back to Leadership Development News. This is a very special New Year program where Dr. Relly Nadler, author of Leader's Playbook, and myself, Kathy Greenberg, author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and What Happy Companies Know, are talking to you, the audience, about issues relevant to leadership lessons and what we're going to be doing in 2010 as well. Relly was talking to us about what he sees in the client environment as he looks to the future of 2010. And in continuing on that conversation, Relly, you started talking about developing bench strength, which was a number one issue in Blanchard's study of over 2,000 uh, and some leaders. But there are some errors, I believe, and some lack of accountability that you find becomes a number one issue for many of your clients. Talk a little bit about those items. Yeah, sure, Kathy. So here's two things that I think are common, and then I'll get into the, the leadership errors. And I think every organization that I've been in, I'm sure you've seen this, or our listeners have, have seen this. One is a lack of accountability. And people, I think, are uncomfortable holding others to the, the, put their feet to the fire. You know, did you do this? Did this happen? There's a lack of accountability. It's, very, it's kind of a very slippery. So I think that's common. People think because I delegated something, because I communicated something, therefore it's getting done. And then the follow-up is another way of saying that is always uh, lax. So that's one. The other one that I think is a big commonality is inadequate communication. So people communicate. They're communicating all the time, but it's either uh, not very focused or they just don't do it enough. So they may communicate something once or twice when for it really to stick, they need to communicate it seven or eight times. So those are two you know, key things that I've seen almost every organization, and really this has been probably in the last 25 years or so that I've seen this. Now, these others that you mentioned, Kathy, these are just some leadership errors, and I think uh, these are a little more specific, but I think uh, most organizations, if you're listening to this, can see this. One is what I would call a generalization of skill error, that leaders are promoted for reasons other than leadership. It's either they're good technically or they're a good performer. And so we have this generalization, oh, you're good in this area, therefore it's obvious to us that you should be good in this leadership area. When we right. all know and here on Leadership Development News, and I'm, that's not... I'm sure, yeah, that there's... So, right now, I just want you to pause on that because yes, I ahead. know there are so many people listening to you right now who are saying that has happened to people I work with and you can see it in the aftermath, right? You can see their right. performance suffers as a result. And that's why I think this kind of generalization of skill, and because we like someone because they're valuable in one area, we, we, it's almost a uh, false assumption that they're going to be good in this new area. And I think our business, Kathy, and I say this in the organizations, it, it's somewhat unfair to these new leaders that somehow they're put in this leadership position without necessarily the requisite skill or experience and put in this situation, and that's why training and coaching are so important, and they're saying, oh, okay, you know, you, you should be able to do this. So there's a generalization of skill era because you can manage yourself, therefore you know how to manage others. Right, so that's one right. Era. absolutely. <clears throat> so what's a, what's a couple of the other ones? Another one is the spotlight era, and what that means is that I think for often, and I'd say almost at every level, leaders just don't realize how much and how constant they're under the spotlight all the time. 
So every single thing that they're doing is being observed and, and measured. And so because they're under the spotlight, <clears throat> everything that they do is more magnified. And I think often leaders don't, don't uh, see the magnitude of that. And I've had leaders saying, so do I have to watch myself and what I say in, in each meeting? And the right. answer is yes. Yeah, it's almost not- like you're running for a, a national candidacy, like a presidential race. That's a great. That's a great comparison. You know, not only in in this meeting, but every meeting that they say. And, and how many faux pas have we seen? You know, with politicians and when they didn't know the camera was rolling, or you know, they were being taped, or what they said comes out. So it's that same thing. I think that's a good analogy, Kathy. Excellent. Now, there's. Um, I guess there's something you like to call influence error. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think it's part of uh, similar to the spotlight, but. Uh, we talk about it at, this, at the start of all our shows. Every leader has underestimated their influence over others. Part of it is because they don't realize they're under the spotlight. Um, but I think we all put our leaders, even if it was someone who was a, a peer of ours, on a pedestal to some level. And leaders often are just doing their job, their task. They just don't realize the sphere of influence all around them, and so they underestimate the amount of influence that they have. It's so amazing another... to me that many people not only understand um, how important it is to to pay attention to their influence, but there's another error that you talk about, I believe, called neglect error, which um, which causes the influence error sometimes to... Uh, yeah. To take precedence is that not true? Because the, yep. so whatever hot issue of the day is is coming up is going to influence them the most, right? Right, right. Well, that's why I think a lot of these kind of uh, parallel or influence each other, have an impact on each other. The neglect era, and you've seen this, Kathy, as our listeners have. We all know what we should be doing as a leader. We should be delegating. We should really be thinking about our communication. We should be doing coaching, and what we end up doing is we say, I'll, I'll get to that later, because this pressing issue is more important. And so it's a neglect of doing what's some of the most important things and why we try to emphasize it doesn't take a lot of time. Some of these things we're talking about are two minutes, five minutes, a half hour here and there, but those are the things that get neglected uh, in favor of the fire, the crisis that gets, uh, needs to be put out. Right. It's, it becomes the urgent task of the day, and, and now while you want to influence something positively, your neglect error shows up because now you're doing something you didn't expect to have yes. to be doing. Yeah. So now, um, there's, there's something here you talk about as well, really, called style alignment. Right. And I think there's a lot of uh, leaders, again, if they're, if they're putting out the hot fires, they're not really thinking as much about um, the people that I'm dealing with, and who do I need to give a lot of detail to? Who is really needs more hand-holding, specific information versus who are the people um, that they just need the outline? And how do I change my style to fit them? Remember, Kathy, when we interviewed uh, Marcus Buckingham, he has, he has a great uh, metaphor that I like to use, and it's around this style alignment. Are your people checkers? Or are they chess players to you? Checkers, everybody moves one space forward only. Everybody's the same. Do you know your people like a chess players on the board? Each one uniquely moves through your organization in their own way. It's 
amazing because many of us don't give it enough thought and enough, if you will, focus to really see the distinction. So um, tell us a little bit about how style alignment error might get in the way of, of being a, a really good accountable leader. And I think probably it, it takes in this last one about <clears throat> am I being very specific, sometimes thinking about the target or focus. Uh, this is the focus error. You know, when somebody, a uh, leader is speaking, what are they trying to get out of this? It, it's a target. What's the target that I'm trying to hit? And I think given that leaders are under the spotlight, what happens for a lot of followers, they initially think the leader is, is very clear about what they want. They initially think the leader really knows about their strengths and, and weaknesses. They initially think the leader has their best interests at heart. They initially think the leader has a desired result or direction. And you can see as I'm explaining this, if that doesn't happen, that credibility of the leader gets lost when all of a sudden they go, oh, maybe they're not so clear. Maybe they don't know what's my, in my best interests. Maybe they don't know my strengths. And then that becomes a mental model that gets reinforced. And so a leader can quickly lose their credibility if they're not really, really focused and on target. You know, it's amazing, and I'm sure our listeners are getting this picture as well, how quickly and how easily a leader can get off track, can mismanage their, uh, if you will, their own emotional intelligence, and as a result, mismanage everyone around them, as you said. Yeah, it can, it can happen really quick. And that's why I think we emphasize coaching, training, learning. So, Kathy, as we turn the tables, and you know, what are, what are some of the things um, that you're seeing? And I know your venue is in, 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 in big organizations and speaking at conferences and stuff. What are some of the common things that you're seeing in these organizations as some of the key areas that, that they're focusing on? Well, it's fascinating uh, for me to listen to the, the skill error, the spotlight error, the influence error, the neglect error, the style alignment error, and the focus errors that you just ran through very quickly for our listeners because all of those come up in a conference arena in the sense that every one of these conferences that I spoke at in the in, the, in 2009, uh, they were four major national conferences with as many as six to 7,000 attendees. Uh, there were smaller conferences held by linkage, uh, business leadership conferences, uh, maybe 360 people attending, and then the Women in Cable Telecommunications that holds their annual, um, if you will, business summit for maybe about 50 to 60 Attendees, so very different venues with very different attendees, but the consistency in the messages were startling. And um, I'll talk a little bit about what those consistencies were or, or are, if you will, when we come back. So uh, let's take a quick break. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back with more on positive psychology and emotional intelligence.
the market's up or down. Or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint by the numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. At the start of this new year here, we're talking about leadership lessons. I'm Dr. Riley Nadler. We have Dr. Kathy Greenberg on the phone. Kathy, let me just mention your website again is www.h2cleadership.com. We're going to get a little bit more into some of the things that you've seen at some of these big conferences around some of the key issues that you were mentioning before the break. So maybe you can pick us up from there. Uh, yeah, that, that to me was uh, a real eye-opener to go to four national conferences 
uh, and then a series of smaller conferences, and obviously doing a lot of television and media. But the one thing that I heard over and over and over again, really, was how optimism reshapes positive behavior and how hard it is for people to be optimistic in the current environment. So they understand that optimism can reshape positive behavior, and that's really what positive psychology is all about. And certainly your sweet spot, emotional intelligence and social intelligence and how you elevate that to be able to take advantage of optimism is so important. But it was fascinating to me to hear thousands of people talk about how difficult it is and, um, you know, obviously in our book, What Happy Working Mothers Know and What Happy Companies Know, uh, in our books, we talk about different exercises that you can do. And one of the exercises all of our audiences love to do, and I hope our listeners will do it with us right now, is to focus on one small thing, one small moment each day that truly helps you build on your optimism. And instead of focusing on the things we didn't do well, all those things we didn't get done, and all those things that we didn't quite get done the way we wanted to, if we push those aside and only focus on the small things that we got right, no matter how small they are, they help us really build on that optimism. They do build our ability to have a healthy mental model and to reshape our thinking more positively. And so in, in some of these conferences, I'm sure you do that then, do you actually have them think about something that happened in, in the day um, that yes, allow that we, to happen? Yes, we do. We, we also uh, provide everybody uh, who does or does not buy a book or have a book with the model, H-A-P-P-Y. Uh, H is healthy. What small thing can you do each day that improves your health, whether it's drinking more water, eat less salt, eat less sugar, eat more protein. Uh, the A, adaptive. How can you be more adaptive? Well, you, be, well, you become more adaptive by doing less. Take some of those things off your list that you don't really have to get done today. P is being proud of your family and mm-hmm. proud of your work. Those are the two Ps, proud of your family and proud of your work. We often have turned raising a family into a competitive sport. It's time to start thinking of ourselves as good people, as good parents, and as good role models, and, uh, and get off the competition. And the why is really about being young at heart. What can you laugh at each day? Even when you make a mistake, can you laugh at yourself? Because if you can't, you have a real problem. And if, if being young at heart means being able to laugh at yourself, go for it, have a good time, and do it often. Well, I think, Kathy, hearing you uh, speak about these things, that they're very are practical, and it really goes back down to uh, the focus. And some of the things that you and I have in, in common, I mean, between the positive psychology and the emotional intelligence, social intelligence, and I think our interest in the brain neuroscience, we've had in the last two years, we've had, I don't know, six or seven uh, brain neuroscience uh, scientists, and often, just as you're saying now, they talk about how do you change the brain. It's around attention and focus. What are you focusing on? What went wrong or what went right? And now we know from some of the neuroscience, just focusing on what went right gives a little release of dopamine, that all of a sudden there's that little pleasurable uh, feeling that you have that can lead to more of those. Absolutely. And I just want to remind the audience 
that if they go to your website, www.truenorthleadership.com, that you have some free emotional intelligence tools, uh, assessments that they can actually take to help elevate their positive thinking and think about ways that they can be more socially and emotionally connected. And I think it's so important for people to understand that the reason why we do these shows is because we know many people's educational budgets for leadership and development have been cut. And our shows are an easy way for people to download very usable components of good education and development for themselves and for the leaders around them. Wouldn't you agree? Right, Kathy, and I'm glad you brought that up, at least for our listeners. If they go to my website, there is a free EI assessment you know, based on the Goldman model and a free assessment that I call the derailleur detector. So each of those, they can, they can, and they're also in my book, but you can get those free on the website. And then there's a 17-page uh, star action plan. Uh, how do you use that information either for yourself or for one of your direct reports and move that towards some actions uh, so they can start trying to get themselves or the people that report to them in the top 10%. And I have to say that in the many conferences that I do and the many work environments that I am, um, if you will, uh, being brought into to help coach others, I always point them to those tools because they are so meaningful and they are so helpful. And like both of us, we have a a strong mentality of abundance, and we wish all of our listeners would uh, take a minute and come to both of our websites at h2cleadership.com and truenorthleadership.com and take a minute at the start of this new year and download some of these free tools and tips so that you too can get started on your own emotionally intelligent and socially intelligent path so that you too can learn more about positive psychology and the science of happiness because being emotional and socially intelligent is so important to your leadership role, and it's not something you want to delegate to somebody, and it's not something you want to relegate to next quarter. And I think Raleigh and I um, have, have really done some thinking uh, and have been very forward-thinking in making these tools available to you because we know that budgets are tight and times are tough. But if you can think about ways to help yourself and those around you, you are ahead of the game, and that's really the goal. And both of us have free teleseminars throughout the year. If you go to our websites, you'll find them. And we ask you to please take advantage of those. Raleigh, maybe you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing on your teleseminars. Yes, thanks, Kathy. I just want to mention as far as resources go, we now have Leadership Development News set up on iTunes. Um, so if you have an iTunes account, which many people do, you go to a podcast and you just type in Leadership Development News, all of our shows uh, will immediately get downloaded. And so for an organization, you know, that's huge that you can listen to these shows and, and the variety of folks that we've had. And so, uh, just as we close um, and wish you a very happy new year, we hope you'll take advantage of all of these avenues um, and look forward to having you with us on our next program. Thank you for listening, and this has been Leadership Development News. We'll be talking to you again.
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. 